freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. Oh, man. Uh, well, the throwbacks are on their way, guys. We are 31 minutes away from Seattle Seahawks throwback uniform mm. day. I've seen them. I just want to be clear. Yep. I've seen yep. the uniforms. Yep. They're pretty sweet. I can't show them to you. Salk said it last hour. I think it's Salk a- said it an hour and a half ago. Like, don't tell Salk a secret. Don't. Don't give him something early. Do do not do it. No. Oh, uh-uh. I have absolutely no ability to keep a secret. Were you like Molly and Heidi? Gossiping? Well, yes. Did you open? Well, you Flat, didn't. Yes. I, I sh- I'm sorry. Christmas, are you gonna, re- Christmas thing? Yeah, dumb oh, question. I apologize. You. Sorry. God, can, you know. Well, how about gifts? How about your bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah yeah, gifts? Yeah, that's o- not really how that rolls. Did you open them up first to see them all and then repackage no, them? No, that's different because I'm a pleasure delayer. Like, I will ah. wait to get to. But you didn't on this. You had to take a peek of this. Well, this was different. I wanted to. You, you didn't know. pleasure delay on this. No, it's you didn't different. follow the rules like this at eight thirty two. Hold on, there was no rule. Nobody said I couldn't open it. They said I couldn't show it to the public. Oh, so I, you know, Quandre's seen it. He's going to join us at eight thirty. Bobby's mm-hmm. seen it. Lockett's seen it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, trying to join the club with the cool guys like yeah, those guys. Sure. That's all. Mm-hmm. So now I've seen it. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. I was thinking about this last night. How important are stars? How important are they really? Is it because we have gone back and I feel like I at least have gone back and forth on this over the years. And I don't know if it's by sport or by whatever's working or not working at the time, or maybe it has to do with which stars, but stars. Are we talking about stars? We're talking about stars. Stars? Is that another Joe question? Yeah, I'm really impressed with a lot of their stars. Not those kind of stars. Oh, not the recruiting stars. Not the recruiting stars that Chris Peterson was so frustrated by. And that was, of course, the sound I knew you would want to hear. Yep. But how important are stars? I was thinking about this in, like, all of the teams in town. The Seahawks have essentially one top ten player at their position in the entire league. Correct. How is that even possible? Correct. They're a playoff team last year. Mm -hmm. DK Metcalf, who was, what, eighth? Yep. Was the only guy, the only player on the whole team in the top ten at their position. Forget about stars. They don't even have guys in the top ten. That's crazy. For a team that was above 500, made the playoffs. Yeah, that's like 100-plus guys because they go top 10 in each position group. D-tackles, D-ends, on-ball linebackers, inside linebackers, corners, safeties, tight ends, tackles, linemen. Yeah. So according to that list, the Seahawks have one top 100 player on the whole team. Yeah. That's like going back to the days of when Brandon Meebane, you know, pre-Pete Carroll, when he was the only guy on the whole team in the top mm-hmm. 100. Mm-hmm. So... No stars other than DK, and even that, they're saying, all right, he's a Mm star-ish, but there's seven other guys at his position that are better than him. Okay, that's the Seahawks. I think about the Jesse Rogers piece that Morris sent over yesterday where he went through uh, with an assistant GM, and he says, you know, what should the Mariners do at the deadline? And his answer was, bye. This is a good team that's just not playing well. They have a bunch of guys that you could, you know, say have star-like power. Julio certainly being the top guy on that list, and that was the guy who he pointed at. And it's like, well, Julio's not having a good year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your star. When you bank on that, does it hurt you? I don't know. I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying, like, stars are mm-hmm. are important. Or maybe they're not. 
or maybe you value them too much. And then I was thinking about the Kraken, right, in their offseason here. Mm-hmm. And somebody gave them an A-minus for their offseason, and other people are a little disappointed, like, hey, where's that next guy to put you over the top? They don't have any stars. And because of that, their odds of winning the Stanley Cup next year are not very high. Mm-hmm. But you saw that the sum of their parts was a whole lot better than yep. than what they were this year. So do stars matter? Yeah, I don't think you can be great without a star stars. I think you can be good. But that, that step from good to great in, in, in defining what is a star today, I was actually thinking about that. Unfortunately, on Saturday, I uh, got to sit in the great seats. And Saturday, if you remember, was the three-hit turnout, unfortunately, to the Tigers. And it was a it was a rough one. And there were a lot of rough at-bats. And, you know, the crowd, every time Julio comes up, Julio, like, you know, he is he's the star. We felt at the All-Star game. You felt at the Derby. He's got that star power. And you, you expect those stars to just elevate the good. Elevate Teo. Elevate Eugenio. Elevate the good, right? As they did last year in many of those stretches that Julio and that star power, I got you. You don't have to you don't have to do it every night. Let me put it put it on my shoulders. Put it on me and I'll carry this team. To me, that is what a star is in today's sport. I'll carry you. I'll carry you. And it's it's very, very difficult to do that. Very difficult. I mean, how many stars are there? Amongst that definition in baseball today. Guys who can carry you? Just, yep, I got you. I got you. It feels like there are less than there used to be. Although, I, I mean, the guys that I would put in that category aren't really winning. I mean, Shohei is having a season mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. They're not winning. Mm-mm. They're worse than the Mariners mm-hmm. are. Right? Aaron Judge is that kind of guy, certainly. Yeah. And, and he's been banged up and hurt and everything. But, I mean, just just those, hey, I, you know, I'll just take the pressure off everybody else. Because in this day and age of being a professional athlete, it is as pressure-packed as ever, mm. right? This little phone, this so, little so, social media, this little attention, you, you can't go out. All of, You hear it all. All right, let me ask it to you this way then, because I, I think you're right. Stars are going to have to matter. Of course they do. you got to have great players. Do they matter more or less than they used to? I, I, <laughs> I think they matter more. I, I, and, and I'm honestly, I'm thinking about the college football coaches that I sit with and talk with, and 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 they, in the conversations I've had with them, to, to just that star is, hey, I got you. Just turn off your phones. Just turn off your social media. Just who cares what anybody else says? I I I will carry you. I will be the one to lead. I will be the one to take the arrows. I will be the one to take that responsibility. You know, in Denver, they just won a title, and Jokic is that kind of star, and he's the most selfless, humble, deflects all of it, but he's their star. And he elevated the rest of them. He's two-time MVP the year before, the two years prior. See, I think what you're saying is something not quite that. I think what you're, because this is what I expected you to say, and I think it's what you think, but you haven't said it yet. I think what you're trying to say is it's not that stars matter more. It's having the right one matters more. Mm. That that it's not that it matters more because I don't think there are as many stars in some ways as there used to be across sports because a lot of them don't want it right a lot of them you know the attention be comes and everything so hard, that comes with it and yes. the lack of privacy and so having all the right it. guy the guy that rises to the occasion the guy that can handle all of that mm-hmm. extra stuff that that is so rare and so challenging and so much harder now than it used to be yes. that having the right star is maybe more important than it's ever been. Yeah, I think that that's very fair. Well, that's what I thought you were going to yeah, say. Well done. <laughs>
I mean, good job. Thanks for getting me there. Like, I mean, obviously, you're the star of this show. You just elevate me and get me to my points. <laughs> and but, well, when we're actually here, yeah. yes. Uh, but yeah, I think that that I think that that is fair. It is harder to find leaders mm. today. It really is. There, a lot of well, them don't maybe, want. To, let maybe me just, that's another part. Let of me it. just stay in my lane. Let me just do my thing, man. Let me. I don't want. I don't want the responsibility of all of that. I don't want to talk to the media. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want all of it. It's what makes Julio unique. And he's got the juice and the bandwidth I, yeah, for it right except, now. Except that unfortunately, it's not working because he's not hitting. Because he's not playing like a star. Yep. And that's disturbing. And that's part of the reason I'm having this conversation is when you bet on your stars and they don't work out. And they don't, not that he's not going to work out long term, but when he doesn't play well. Yep. Dude, you, you can be a complete mess. And you talk about leaders, man. You're right about that. And who's the guy that we've sort of expected to grow up into that leadership role? Cal Raleigh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched last night's game, but it was a disaster. And unfortunately, Cal is not having a very good year. He's not hitting. He throws a ball away into center field, which leads to a run in the early innings. He comes up in the next inning and pops up at the first pitch. And that's not leadership. That's that's doing exactly what you're trying yeah. to avoid. Yeah. So. I, I don't know the importance of stars. I, I, I look at I look at the Kraken and I say, I like what they've done, but how are you ever going to get to the next level without one? I look at the Seahawks and say, good team, but how are you ever going to win a Super Bowl without stars? And I look at the Mariners and I say, they've got one. And how are you going to put enough guys around him to make it to 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 not have to hope that, you know, your your second or third tier guys outperform? But you know what? The Padres did that. It's completely backfiring. The yep. Mets did that, and it's completely backfiring. Yep. So I don't know what to think anymore. I, I don't have a real answer for this other than that maybe you're right. Maybe it has a lot, to, or maybe I'm right in, in, in taking what you're I saying. I mean, football broke you last year. Everything you thought about football. Now baseball's, now breaking, baseball's breaking you. It Goodness really is. Gracious. Thanks a lot, Mariners. Appreciate that. Coming up next, we'll give you everything you need to know. And then the great reveal, 832. Make sure you're watching at Seattle Sports. need to know 15 minutes past every hour with brock and salk here's what you need to know up first you know the mariners have wasted well a lot of things this year but specifically their margin for error it's gone there's no more room they don't have any more margin for error and so when you see the white flag games like last night they're especially brutal harder to stomach and that's what we saw brian Wu didn't have it okay fine but they might have been able to coax him through the night or maybe gone to the bullpen a little bit earlier. But when the offense not only doesn't click, but starts to click and then runs themselves into two outs at home plate in one inning, it's very, very challenging to try to do it at that point. Scott, not wild about the effort. Yeah, I think, you know, it does get challenging You know, when your starters go short. And, you know, you lean so heavily on starting pitching in this league. Otherwise, you start taxing everybody in the bullpen. You want to keep... You know, certain guys fresh. So when you do have a lead, you can lock it down. And I think we do a good job with that. Don't want to get anybody hurt or overexpose anybody. But uh, I thought tonight with Ty Adcock, that was a tough spot. You know, he pitched an inning last night or two-thirds of an inning, put him out there tonight. He got through it. He did. But unfortunately, now you lose your third game on this homestand. By all accounts, they needed to go 7-3 and three on this homestand. Well, now you got to go 5-0. and oh. Yeah, and one of the other problems, Salky, is I don't know if you've paid attention and seen what Texas has done coming out the I know, they've been red hot. Oh, yeah, they swept away the, the, the who was it, uh, 
the Guardians, not the Indians. They swept away the Guardians. They've taken the top first two from Tampa. They're, they've won all five. They've done what you needed to do coming out. Mm-hmm. You, this is send a message time to Jerry in the front office as well and Justin. I mean, what 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 are you going to continue to tell your management 12 days ahead of the trade deadline? What are you going to continue to tell them? You know, that's why going into the break was so big. That's why coming out of the break was so big. It's like a football game going into halftime and out of halftime. How do you how do you get more traction? And all that you've really gained is a step forward, a step back. Since June 1st, I think this is now the 12th time they have sat at 500. They're a 500 team. So what are you going to do about it, Justin and Jerry, if anything, 12 days from now? Here's the second thing you need to know. uh, Two more against the Twins. Luis Castillo on the mound tonight. Uh, One of the challenges, and we just got done with the draft, is when you draft high school players, they can be a little bit more expensive because they don't need to sign. They can always go to college. And uh, the Mariners have gotten it all done with Johnny Formello signing today, as uh, Scott Hunter told us. They've got all of their top picks done, and two of the guys actually were there taking batting practice yesterday. Their first and third pick, Colt Emerson and Ty Pete. Uh, and Pete was hitting bombs, by the way, yesterday. Remember when Dustin Ackley showed up and couldn't hit the ball out of T-Mobile? It was then safe go. Uh-huh. That was not the problem yesterday for Ty Pete. He was hitting mm-hmm. all kinds of rockets around that ballpark. Brandon Gustafson joined us last week and said, there's a dude with some upside. That guy has some wicked tools. If he's able to make more consistent contact, you're talking about just a dynamic power speed threat that really, when you just look at the system that they currently have, they don't really have guys like this that are just the high, the, this high of upside outside of probably Felney and Celestine. Yeah, you're talking about guys who can really make a difference from for you down the road. And the other one named to watch, and you heard Scott Hunter mention it in the last hour, is this Aiden Smith, right? Didn't play on the circuit, Brock, which I know you've talked about quite mm-hmm. a bit. Fourth round pick, but they gave him more money to sign than their second or third round picks. Yeah, and I reached out to Divish. Divish posted some of the BP of those of those young kids. Yeah. And I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, and I'm sure you're going to see this in an article that Ryan's going to write maybe today or or at some point or just keep in his back pocket. So, Ryan, if I'm sharing this, um, I, I apologize. But I said, what, what do you think of those two? And, well, with Ty Pete, dude's got swag, and you could see that. Yep. Sunglasses on, unbelievable twitch, is going to grow I mean, you, you just see the body type. Like he, he, he you looks. Remember when Taiwan Walker first yes. came up here, and you were like, "Okay, uh-huh. he's not that big," but you could see where it was going. Uh, now yeah. Ty's a monster. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty good comp from a pit. But he, you know, he was on the pitching end. Although we heard him hit a golf ball, and it sounded like he an M from four holes. <laughs> an M eighty. Uh, the other kid, Emerson. How about this? Football really helped me. He's an Ohio kid. Played football with my mental toughness. Never the biggest guy. I was always getting beat up and hit hard and finally got some size. And then I was the one doing the beating, but it helped with my (laughs) mental side a lot. Right up my alley. Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, ten minutes away for years, Brock, we were told it wouldn't happen. It couldn't happen. There was something with the helmets or the stickers or the some nonsense. Color. It was a helmet color. It never made any sense yeah. at all. This morning, the Seahawks throwbacks finally drop. 8.32. We will see them. Tyler Lockett's already gotten a sneak peek. He likes them. Excited. I wish we did a game one. Oh, I love them. I mean, we got to do um, the little photo shoot. And, you know, I'm thinking about being a model at some point in my life. Yeah, after that photo shoot, I think yeah. I did a heck of a job. You don't think he's going to be a model? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why are you going to say that? Nah, just be a receiver. He's a receiver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Bobby Wagner liked him, he too. He looked good at his yeah. wedding, though. They're fine. They're very, very fine. fine. It could be great if they were black. <laughs> but we won't go there. Very fire. Very fire. Very, very fire. You know what else was very fire? The wedding pictures I saw of Lockett over the weekend. Really? 
And Russell was there, by the way. He was. He was there. Interesting. Yeah, and lots of lots of the. Have you seen the picture? No, you complained about tweet deck. We had a lot of people Monday, Brock, that were wondering um, what you would have said about DK's tuxedo shorts combo. Yeah. Not, uh, yep. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, he wore a tux, but the instead of pants, it was like tailored black shorts. Right, I've seen those. Where? Uh, I've seen. Them. Where have you seen them? At, at, my, at, at fashion shows. What fashion shows have you gone well, like to? I like the one Moore is going to Saturday. So yeah. Moore is going to, That's oh, yeah. everything you need to know. Moore is going to go to a fashion show on Saturday. Uh-huh. She showed me some of the pictures for it. Have you seen like where she's going? No. It looks really cool. Anyway, here's my question. The guy putting it on, former teammate of mine, by the way. Right. Oh, I yeah, heard that. We found P-Town. that out yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's the Couture and Cars fashion show, by the Couture way. Couture and Cars. So you may be in the front row. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I think I might be. Big deal. Not, first of all, what do you wear to a fashion show? Like, you've got to dress to impress. But more, what I was wondering is, what do you do, like, to cheer? Like, how do you cheer yeah, at a fashion you go, show? I like, full Arsenio Hall or something. I'm like, you don't. You just watch. You just watch people walk by. You cheer at the end. That's it? He, like, doesn't do you, want to take that for an answer. Do you yell? No. Is, do they do the wave? No. It's like, what is that? It's It is? Is it like the theater? <laughs> But there's like loud music there's playing. Not even You're a, supposed to be looking even at the go- clothes and deciding what you might like to buy. Not even a golf club. Nothing. No. You're just standing. It's just sitting and watching. Yeah. And judging. It's it's like a. <laughs> it's got to be a lot of judging. It's like there's the youth. Judging. It's like the youth soccer cults that tell you you can't cheer. Don't no. say anything. Don't coach your kid. Like right. this is our kid, and we're gonna all have fake English accents and act like we know everything about it. You know it. what though? My kids didn't want us to yell ever from the sideline. Avery right. said, "I don't want to hear you." Or Cecily said, "I don't want to hear you." That's right. Be quiet. Don't say. Don't cheer. Don't yeah. do anything. Same just thing be at very the fashion quiet. Show. Just shut your mouth and take. And yet, in fashion. somehow she never shuts her mouth. So I'm not sure exactly uh, what pot in the kettle we're doing there. Okay. Quandre Diggs is going to join us next as the Seahawks unveil their throwback jerseys. You can see him right here on the video stream at seattlesports.com. We'll talk to Quandre, noted girl dad, Quandre Diggs, and part of the cool kids crowd. That's next. I'm Brock and Salk. This this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, Quandre Diggs going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. And, well, the Seahawks are going to uh, drop their throwback jerseys. I've got one here, but I, I can't show it to you. I'm not allowed to show it for a minute and a half, Brock. It's, the rules on this are very strict. I haven't even opened mine out of the box. Well, that's crazy. Mine is still in the box. In the box. You yeah. just keep yours in the I box? I can show the box. Okay, yeah, you can show the box. I mean, that's it. You're watching box. at seattlesports.com. There's the box. This box is my life. The box kind of tells the story. I mean, that's the color scheme. That's the old logo, right? Yes. And we got the kingdom. Right there. Yes. Again, my life. I watched it implode. And, and is that, that's why it's 832, right? That's, that's, the, that's, that's exactly the time right. that the, that the kingdom was imploded. Of course imploding. it was, Mike. No, 55 seconds from now. Of course. 20 some years ago. No, yes. I knew that. Yeah. Being, being here yep. at the time. 50 seconds and I can actually open this thing. All right. Well, let's get Quandre Diggs on the line and he can be here for the unboxing. Yep. Quandre Diggs, Seahawks safety, joining us right now. Quandre, good morning. I don't think we've ever talked, but nope. we're fans of yours. Thanks for uh, jumping on with us. No doubt, no doubt. Big fan of you guys for sure. Uh, out here on the golf course right now, so oh. I'm trying to enjoy my my last few days of freedom before I'm back to Seattle. It sounds like there's going to be a whole uh, golfing contingent now in the safety room, right? Mm-hmm. Your your new uh, safety's quite the golf aficionado. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I'm I'm excited that he's here because now I get to use the free. Uh, could use a free membership and just go out there with him and hack the balls away. 
Uh, Quandre, have you seen this New Jersey? What are we? I'm five seconds away. Three, two. Okay, so, oh, Salk's putting it on. Have you seen the whole new uniform, Quandre? Uh, I saw this uniform last year. Actually, you guys are you know you guys are a year a year late. Well, we're always late to the game. Yeah, we're always late to the game. That's kind of the way it works in the media. And what do we think? I love them. I love them. I think they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to be special. Um, I think it brings back a great culture. You know, I, I actually did it yesterday where, you know, the first person I think of with that logo was, for me, was Ricky Waters. You know I mean? Just seeing him 32 with the nasal strip on his nose and stuff like that. So, um, I think they're, I think they're dope, man. And, um, I just, you know, I, I know that when we wear them, we're going to wear them with pride. So, you know, hopefully we can go out and go get a win for, with them. That's interesting you think Ricky Waters. I would assume you would have thought Brock Heward. So I'm surprised mm. that your mind would go to Ricky. Yeah, that's funny. That's real funny. <laughs> well, 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 Brock, I, I don't mean, you know, Brock, you know, we all good, bro. You know, uh, I just think, you know, back in the day, I was a running back back in my day. So that's more what I thought of. You want a Ricky Waters story? I'll give you a Ricky Waters story. One of my four starts in the league, we had a nice little drive, and Ricky you know, ran the ball most of the drive, and then we got down to the red zone, and I think I got to throw one of my very few touchdown passes in the league to Daryl Jackson, and instead of celebrating, Ricky was fuming in a, in a, wonder, in a wonderful <laughs> Ricky way, and Ricky was fuming and spitting fire out of that little nasal strip on his nose and went right up to Mike Holmgren and says, when Ricky gets you down there, Ricky gets the ball. If Ricky gets you down there, Ricky gets the ball for a touchdown. So that, that was... <laughs> that was, I think, hey. my first touchdown pass. <laughs> hey, hey, at least you got at least you got the story to tell. Like, That's true. That's so funny though, because because I, you know, I played quarterback in high school, so my best friend was actually the starting running back. So I used to get down there and call quarterback sneak all the time. He would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you become a safety? Uh, I mean, that kind of came. So I played safety in high school, got to college, played corner. Got in the NFL, played corner and nickel. And then, you know, we had some injuries in the secondary. I remember coming in one day, and the coaches was like, hey, you want to play safety? They was like, you get to play you get to play every snap. I'm like, heck yeah, put me out there. So I went out there with like four games left in my third year, and that just kind of happened. That's how it ended up happening. And it's been, you know, that's all she wrote out there. I got my first career interception at safety. And I remember telling the coaches, like, I'll never go back to nickel. I'll tell you what, man, these jerseys are pretty fire. And I'm going to guess there'll be silver pants, silver helmet with them, kind of the whole getup. And and it leads me to a question, Quantre, and I think fans sometimes wonder this, and I've told enough stories through the years, but people will say, do uniforms really matter? What does it matter? It's about the talent. It's about the players on the field. What in the heck do uniforms even matter to the guys in the locker room when you're going to put these on for the first time and you get to roll out into Lumen Field wearing these uniforms? What will it mean to you guys? I mean, it'll mean a lot. I mean, for me, I'm a big historian of the game. So, for me, I, you know, I have a lot of history of, you know, watching guys and um, watching players in these uniforms and watching teams. And for me, I think I've just been around the game so long that I appreciate the older guys that come before us. So, for me, it's always a pride thing. And, you know, you want to go out there and you want to perform for them. And you also want to perform for yourself because at the end of the day, you know, uh, without those guys in front of us, it wouldn't be no us today. So, uh that's definitely one of the reasons I want to go play well. You've played in two cities with great uniforms, too. I mean, the, the Lions have some of the best uniforms in football. Oh, yeah. I love our, I love our throwback Lions uniform was probably my favorite uniform that I've worn in the NFL. Mm. Just clean cut, nice, 
you know, and then you go back to college. You know, I played at Texas, so I played in the, with great uniforms, so I've always been somewhere with great uniforms. Do you think Texas has a better uniform than Penn State? Oh, definitely. You know, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong without all white. All white. Those those are stormtroopers. It's clean. Are Texas awesome. is clean. But Penn State, man, just the white and navy, mm, just clean. so simple. It is clean. I don't like Penn State, but I like their uniforms. Hey, hard, uh, it's hard for me to argue. I, I'm, I'm curious, Quandre. Just uh, Salk and I were talking earlier this hour about stars and star power on a football team. Do you pay any attention to these top ten lists? Have you seen these t- this top ten list that comes out at each position and and they ranked all? Okay. And G- Geno Smith, not even one of the top eighteen. I mean, he didn't even get additional votes like Kyler Murray did. You guys pay any attention to these lists before training camp? You damn right, I do. Uh, I pay attention to it all, man. I'm I, like I say, I'm, I'm so invested into the game, bro. That yes, I pay attention every day, and um, you know it sucks to not be you know top ten or in it, on those lists because you work your tail off to be recognized as that and. You know, those same people that had those votes in the media, those are some of the same guys that make the all-pro votes. So, for me, um, I, I kind of took that, you know, as a disrespect. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. All those guys on that list deserve to be on that list. And I have no hate in my heart towards them. It's just I just want my game respected. That's it. There's only one Seahawk amongst every position. So, I think that's 140-some top 10 guys. And DK Metcalf at number 8, Quandre, is the only Seahawk that cracked any top 10 in any position group. What does that say yeah. about the team going in on paper? I mean, that's cool, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we're a playoff team, and we just added more talent this offseason. So uh, for us, I mean, it's just maybe it's not just about one person, two people. You know, it's about a whole team, and that's the way we're just going to look at it. Talking to Quandre Diggs here for a few minutes on Seattle Sports on 710. Uh, Jamal Adams comes back this year. How does he change the defense? I mean, just the energy, um, the passion, um, the way he – I mean, I, I, the way he just approaches the game, it helps everybody. And I think, you know, just him going out there and being one of those guys that, you know, he can play the run, he can play the pass. And he, he can affect the game in all areas. So that's another thing that people have to look forward. I mean, another thing that people have to game plan for. So uh, that's a huge deal for us. Hey, last thing, because you got to get back to the – I can tell your battery mates out there on the golf course yeah. like, come on, Quandre, let's go, let's go. I, they're being patient. I appreciate that. And thank you on the day that the uh, retro uniforms are announced. I'm just – I'm trying to remember, did Bobby wear these in the 90s? I think Wagner – but didn't Bobby Wagner? <laughs> <didn't> he... <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. He's been there so long. I think he did wear these uniforms. So I think he can just pull one out of his closet and he'll be ready to go. That's yep. that's not right. What? That's not right. That's just quite frankly rude, I would say. Quandre, uh, <laughs> all right, before we let you go, what is the best part of the golf? What is the strength of the game on the golf course? What is the weakness? What is the next shot you're going to hit right now when you hit end on this call? My chipping is probably my best part of my game. My driving, which I'm about to do here shortly, uh, is probably the worst part of my game. So, uh, you guys got me out my rhythm a little bit. I actually yeah. just had a yeah. great drive a few minutes ago, so you guys got me out. So if I don't hit another great ball, I blame you guys.
We try. Yeah, yeah. We I mean, that's sort of what we're here is to yep. knock you guys off your rhythm. And, and I shouldn't be surprised that a defensive back says chipping is the is, like they're chippy. Yes. That's the that's a defensive back <laughs> strength right there. So that shouldn't yes. be a huge surprise. All right. I'll tell you what. When you're back, come in studio. Let, let's let we got to get you in to actually talk to you for a little bit and find out a little bit more about why you're one of the popular guys in the NFL. Yep. You're part of the cool kids club. And we got to learn a little bit more about you. So we appreciate it. Thanks for taking a few minutes today. Hit him straight. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Thank right, you, there you there, There's Quandre Diggs. He is. He is kind of one of the cool he's kids. He's vocal. He, well, but it seems like everybody else likes him and they're Respects always, him. Yeah, yes. like he's well, part it's of, back to our conversation about the Mariners right now and yeah. some of the struggle they have. This guy has been there and he's done it. He was one of the top guys taking the ball away. He's been to the Pro Bowl multiple times. He's he's willing to be vocal and put himself out there. And then he's got enough of a career sulky and enough of the, the back and the pelts on the wall to, to back mm-hmm. it up. And guys do follow. So, uh, they, so we got to see this last year. Yeah, what huh? do you make of these uniforms? So we, we've got them on. If you're watching at CLSports.com, uh, we, are, we are wearing the throwbacks right now. We don't have the silver helmets, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But they are coming, Brock. That is confirmed. Uh, they, the royal blue, the apple green is here on, uh, on, on what we're wearing with the white, yep. with the white uh, lettering. Big numbers. Throwback to the original. They're huge. Big they take up your whole, the whole jersey. For those of us with failing eyes and broadcast, Boost, that is a blessing. <laughs> you like that? Thank you. Yes, it's going to be very easy to see from the booth for Rabel and it's, everybody it's, else. It's described in the press release as <laughs> giant white numbers on the front and back yes. to mirror the jersey's original simple, clean design. There's yep. also a special commemorative kingdom patch, yep. which is embroidered just into the inside yep. neck of the jersey. Yep. And uh, yeah, so uh, a lot going on here. This um, reminds it brings me back to the uniform I wore a lot. So this was to the '90s. This is a this is kind of a blend of the '70s with some of the original concepts, and then the '90s. And that '90s era was one I was very familiar with. Number one, Damon went to work and saved the Seahawks with Paul Allen in '97. Mm-hmm. Right, that this team was was going to leave, and Ken Baring had it packed up, and he was out of town. And Paul Allen said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Let me let me come in here." And uh, let me see what I can do and throw my weight around and save this franchise from leaving, as did the state, as did the taxpayers, as did the city, all of that, to build that crown jewel that's become one of the marquee stadiums and venues in all of the NFL. So it, it pays homage to what Paul did, It pays, which is, you know, like this logo and the apple green, a lot right. of these things. That, yeah, you I was know. looking at the 70s uniforms. I, I didn't think of them as having changed so much, but they did. They didn't have the green in them, really, right? They were much more royal blue with white. Yes. Right? Yep. And silver. And which, silver. And, yeah. and I know people are clamoring for the silver. I mean, Mora, the fashionista, is like, where's the silver? I want the silver. Where's the silver? Well, when you now when, you, when we see the full uniforms online, it is silver helmet, silver pants. Right. right. That's where the silver really go. comes in. Yeah, what color is it? Did you see this video they put out? No. I know you guys are... You guys, haven't had the chance. We're, we're on the air. We can't multitask. More. We can't multitask. Well, you can look at Twitter while it's on eh. mute. I mean, but I can't but, watch videos. I'm mean, trying great. to talk he to Quandre Diggs. He wakes up in a room that, and they've got so many '90s things in there, and it's he he can't know what any of this stuff is. They have him put a Walkman on. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Jackson, Jackson Smith. And <laughs> Funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he walks into a kitchen for breakfast. It's like so '90s. Eats like an Eggo waffle. Oh, it's it's perfect. That is good. What color is the face mask, by the way? And just uh, a, blue. It's ooh, the blue. Yeah, with the silver like that? I do like that. You like that? That is pretty good. Well, if you were looking to uh, get your hands on one of these, you can just go to Seahawks.com. That's uh, a, certainly a great start. Uh, let's see. The uh, Also, the Seahawks Pro Shop at Lumen Field will feature a special 90s-era pop-up installation. 
with everything from vintage 90s TVs to a replica of the Kingdom scoreboard. You can also get throwback gear at the Renton Landing Pro Shop as well as uh, at Seahawks.com. So a lot of different options if you want to go test it out, if you want to try them on, if you want to see exactly what to get. Um, yeah. Pretty I'm cool. looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at this video, Mora. So the pants have the like the striping, like so the good. like the apple green so, striping. So good. They are pretty cool. Oh, so good. And the guys are going to just dig these. As, as you heard, Quandre said, uh, pun intended. There. Yeah, it, it matters, man. You you were and you have pride, and when you know when you look good, you feel good, you play good. And there's something too putting those uniforms on. It's really funny about my dad, by the way. And I know you had parent time, and I'm going to see Grandpa later this afternoon. Sure did. It, it's a, it's a, like the most hilarious thing about my dad. Grew up in Prosser, right? Just rural. Went to Central Washington. Started his high school career at at White Swan on the Indian Reservation, coaching like eight sports, and then at Foster, and then ultimately to Piala. But my dad loved. Love, loved. And then thanks to the success and the community and the booster club, so we would have new uniforms every year. There was a new little twist, whether it was the color of the pant, whether it was the stripey. Like mm. He was so into that, which is like he's the least fashion guy there possibly is. But when it came to the uniforms and when it came to what you wore and how you looked and how you it felt, matters. it mattered. Of course it does. It mattered in the horn on the Viking helmet and, and just the way that he wanted it and just the, I mean, the littlest of details. Well, I, I mean, it's funny. It doesn't make sense to the kids now because uh, they the fashion has changed so much. But when we were in high school for basketball, mm-hmm. there was one rule. The shorts had to be big. Long and baggy. Well, the Fab Five changed, yeah. Right? Yeah, they brought that, that about. That was it. Mm-hmm. And when you had PBN at that time, for all of our for all the great tees and everything else that we had, as I've told you, it was not exactly a great sports school at right. the time. Short shorts. And, well, for JV. Short shorts. If you were on the varsity, yeah. you had nice, long, uh-huh. blue shorts. Uh-huh. And they looked great, uh-huh. right? Everybody was psyched. If you were on the JV... You were wearing, you know, essentially a, you know, a, John a, a speedo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I can't use most of the phrases that we used at the time to describe them. Right. But they hugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very close. So did you go spandex? Nobody did. Oh, I mean, oh. You just uh, wore them. Ew. So, which is fine because I think I've told you generally the JV team would play in what we called the, it was called the armory right. that had a layer of dust that was an inch thick and yeah. you would slide for like a good 10 feet after you tried to stop. But nobody would see you at the armory. Sure. Every once in a while. <laughs> you would play like a game before the varsity. And so you would be ah. and like people would come occasionally to those games, sure. people in your class, et cetera. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the varsity at the end would show up wearing these like awesome uniforms. But yep. you had to before that be the like pregame yep. wearing these. I mean, they barely came down to the end of the and crotch. And you look straight Teen Wolf. Looked ridiculous. I mean, you look like Teen Wolf. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you, had the, yeah. you had the hair everywhere. <laughs> hair everywhere. Yes. Rebounding. Yeah, dunking like yeah. Teen Wolf. Sure, yeah, of all course. of that good stuff. Dude, I, I was never so happy to make a team in my life as yep. I was junior year when I got to get away from those uniforms. Well, and you remember this uniform change. Now, this isn't a change. This is just a throwback. Just a throwback. And, and they're going to wear them in a couple games, right? Cowboys game, we know for sure, and in, in another game. And uh, you remember when we were here, when mm-hmm. Pete came to town. Yep. And what happened? 
He had to change from one of the worst uniforms in sports. Correct. Because it went from this, which was cool. These are cool. And the silver and silver helmet. And then it went to just some... The Hasselbeck jerseys. In between. They're terrible. It's like the Mariners right now. They're just in between. Like, this just feels in between. This doesn't look... It had no juice. No. It had no... Nope. It had no memorability. It just was lousy. It was just a lousy uniform. You know what it was like? You know what really stunk for me? And seriously, it seems so fickle and small. I never, ever got to wear the Husky gold helmet. Because head coach, and I love Jim Lambert, he's like, we're going back to the purple. And we're gonna, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that wears the dark cowboy hat, and we're going to wear the purple helmet. And it's like, okay, that was cool at first, but then it really wasn't that cool. Right. Like, the coolest is that gold, and that husky gold is unbelievable, and what are we doing? So, yeah, then they, with Nike and Pete and you know all the other decision makers, went and said, no, we're going to. We're going to change it. And boy, did they well, ever. Well, they needed to. It was a new era. And yep. they, and and what they brought in was great. I love the Seahawks' current uniforms. I really do. I love them. I love all of I love the grays. I yep. love the blues. I like the whites. I, li- I like the the uh, the uh, action green. I know nobody else does, but I love them. I think they look great. Um, you're so, yeah. going to find that people will absolutely love this silver helmet. I'm going to find that uh, people in Seattle like the 90s. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> you don't say. Like it was a good era. I mean, so what do you want me to say? So you're saying the people in this city. What do you want me to of say? all cities. Yeah, what do you want me to say? Still like the 90s? Huskies won a national title. Yeah, the Sonics played in the NBA Finals. The Mariners turned it around. Did you know that in 95? Did they do anything in 95? Yeah, they turned it around in 95. Little Joey yeah. Carr. Yeah, no, I've heard a little bit about that, yes. <laughs> Paul Allen saved the Seahawks right. in 90. Nirvana. Bit of a music scene. I mean, Stone Temple Pilots. Hey, I, got a, I got a Nirvana question, Queen's but there's right. no way anyone else Pearl here Jam. will be able to answer it. Maybe somebody on the on the text machine could answer this. Quick Nirvana question for me. I drove through Aberdeen this weekend. Beautiful town, isn't it? I drove through Aberdeen this weekend, and I know that that's where Kurt Cobain is from. Yes. And on the on the sign to Aberdeen, it says, um, "What does it say? Is it Come as You Are?" Mm. There's a, there's a the lyric of a Nirvana song. I noticed. I think it was Come as You Are is written right on the sign to Aberdeen. And what I was wondering is, was that always there, and is that why he wrote the song? Or is that a little tribute to Kurt Cobain? Maybe somebody from... Anybody familiar with Aberdeen or Hoquiam yeah. history out there in trivia? Or Elma. I stopped in Elma, had, yeah. a little, uh, had a little lunch in Elma. So, yeah, I, I could use some uh, some help on that one because I just Great. didn't know the answer to it. Okay, so rate it. What do you like? Maura, you're the fashionista. You're going to be at the fashion show. There's no clapping. There's no Arsenio Hall. There's no anything. You've taken it in. You've looked at Salky and I with these. What, what are we thinking about them? I give it a 10. A 10? Whew. Is that what I should yell out at the fashion show? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I give it a 10. Let's go. You should absolutely. <laughs> That's a 10. That's a 10. <laughs> You're a ten. More just screaming inappropriately in the middle of the fashion I feel like show that's what sounds Salk so wants funny. Me to do. I will, absolutely, that's what I would do. I will say when I first opened it, when I saw it on Salt, I thought, ah, that just it doesn't look the, quite right. But then the little details yeah. get you. It's you were like, little, oh, it doesn't look right on Salt, so I don't really yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, thanks. No, it's the it's the green, right? It's the details around the neck. Around the neck. It is the yeah. it, it is the logo. It is paired as you've seen online with the silver pants. It's the striping on those silver pants looks so good. <laughs> I mean, it looks so good. I'd like to wear these things. And then the silver helmet, and it is going to be, as Bobby said, uh, not just fire. What he said, Very fire? Very fire. Yeah, it's going to be very fire. And the people, and they've been clamoring. And this is the other thing. It's been irritating and irritating and irritating. Like, change the rule, NFL. This is a dumb, archaic rule about color of the helmet, and you can't have more than one. Because for years, people have been clamoring for this. And now they're going to get it. And I think that weight helped. 
I think that weight just kind of built it up too. Oh, and I thought you meant the weight that I'd taken off it really helped me look that good. That did too. No, in you look pretty good. I thought it was an stand up for me. I can't. I when you're sitting awkwardly, like, stand up. Let me see the whole huh? thing. What do you mean sitting awkwardly? Well, you kind of like slumped over a little you bit know like this. I have to because of my just, neck. Now, why do you have to take shots like that? Just stand up. Let me see. Let me stand up. Yeah, proudly show off. Okay. Yeah. Do you like it? I know your polo shirt. You're a little concerned about. You know, stuff. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I think I kind of like this. It doesn't look like pajamas. No, this looks no. pretty good. No, this is a good solid color. And I like I the big, off. again, I like the big number. Yeah. That pays kind of homage to the 70s. I kind of like the, what they've done here. I'm watching this Jackson Smith and Jigba video, and the thing that is, is most. Thanks, Mora, because now he's not paying any attention. Most accurate here. I mean, he's got his Walkman and all that, but what's most accurate is the alarm clock at the very beginning. <laughs> Anybody our age looks yep. at that alarm clock and is like, oh, yeah, nope, I had that I exact that alarm clock. Is it a Casio? What uh, is it? I don't know. It's one of the, like, it looks almost like fake wood. Yeah. And then it's, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still around. You yeah. can still see them mm-hmm. from, from Aberdeen time Hotels. Hoquiam, I think. A bunch of them at <laughs> the little motels out there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't stop at, at any of the motels. I'm being told that that's just a tribute to Kurt Cobain. That's All right, cool. good. That's kind good. of what I figured, but I. I thought it would have been kind of interesting if he had, like, you mm. know, written a song after the uh, the motto of his hometown or something like that. So. Yeah, well, we waited a long time, and I'm, I'm going to say the payoff, I think, is pretty darn good. And you can go to Seahawks.com and get those today. The pro shop, as, as Mike said, is going to be, uh, is going to be all what, 90s what is, here. What is left for people to complain about? Now that the Seahawks can occasionally wear their throwback uniforms, what's going to be left for people to complain about? Bring the about? Sonics back. Like, bring the Sonics well, back. Well, obviously. Like, let's get the Sonics back. And let's make, let's then they this. can complain about the various Sonics uh, uniforms that they wear. And by the way, they should go the old school, just Sonics and the green and the whole deal, too. Like I feel they, strongly. Uh, I feel very strongly. Yeah. Just, yeah, they should go back to that as mm-hmm. well. So not much to complain about. These were really well done. And to all of those that played a hand in it and all the people that went to the greatest length of every little detail on these. Uh, Who's going to look best in these uniforms? I mean, what position group? That wide receiver room. It's yeah. going to look really good. Think so? I mean, yeah. There's already some pictures online of quite yeah. a few people. DK, I mean, DK looks DK, good. Tyler, Jackson, that whole receiver room is going to. Now, don't hate on the tight ends. I mean, with these big numbers, can you imagine how big the number must be right. for Noah Fant and Parkinson? I mean, they've got to be <laughs> on their jerseys. <laughs> their number's got to be about as tall as you are, yeah. standing straight up. So that tight end room, don't, right. don't sleep on well, them you can go get it at the Renton Landing Pro Shop uh, or at Seahawks.com. Get your uh, brand new old school Seahawks throwbacks from the 90s and uh, take a trip back in time as uh, Seattleites are uh, wont to do. All right, good stuff. Brock, thank you. I know you got to run, uh, but appreciate you coming in for you got you know, a, a tough hour. That's what I do for you. So today, yep. way to work your butt off today. We appreciate that. Uh, I will come back. I got a lot more to get to here in the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to go around the NFL, and I have a ranked that won't make more mad, but still probably a little mad. It's coming up. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com.